Our reading for the day is from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 6. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. This is God's word. Please be seated. Dear students, faculty, and staff, I have a picture, a copy of a picture at home of Jesus and the 12 disciples. They are in an open fishing boat in the midst of a terrifying storm. The waves are being blown that are so high, the entire front of the boat is just like up in the air. And the disciples are hanging on to the edge, trying not to fall out. One disciple had made it to the back of the boat where Jesus was sound asleep. And of course, he is waking him up. Mark tells us what he said. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? I hope that none of you have ever experienced such a a terrifying situation as what the disciples were in. But you probably have had times when you've questioned God, why he allowed you to have certain problems, maybe huge disappointments, suffering, something, and you just wonder why. Now, the Bible tells us that the source of evil is the devil in this world. And so he tempts us using things that are hard and difficult for us to keep us from trusting in God. The devil tries to use our our suffering, our problems to doubt God's love or his power to help us, just as he tempted those disciples that were out on the Sea of Galilee. He also seeks to use these problems that we have in life to keep us from expressing our faith to other people. Because after all, aren't people going to reject us? Isn't there going to be pain and trouble? Why don't we just keep silent? That's what he tells us anyway. St. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, writing to a people who were suffering for being Christians. And he mentioned that he himself had suffered for Christ. He too had more than once been out at sea and had shipwrecks. He too had times where he was beaten publicly and then thrown into the dark areas of various prisons. He had sleepless nights when all he could do was pray. And it's not like he was seeking these problems, these persecutions. It's just that all he did was confess Christ as the Son of God and the Savior, the only Savior of the world, and that all these other gods were false and useless, and of course the devil stirred up unbelievers to immediately oppose him and cause him problems. 
If we find ourselves with serious problems at times, like the disciples in the storm, or if we're under stress because of problems or sickness, we should remember that God does have a good purpose in allowing us to have problems. And first of all, it's because he wants us to know as Christians, as Paul writes in our verse, that we have a Father of mercy and a God of all comfort. If God never let us have a problem, we would never, who cares if he's a God of mercy or a God of comfort if we don't need it? So he allows us to have times where we know we need it. It's comforting to to know that God knows exactly what we need, that he cares about us. Think again of the disciples. If they hadn't been in that storm, they wouldn't know what sort of power Jesus had, not only to stop that storm, but to be their savior of much greater problems than that. Paul wrote in the verses here, if we are comforted, it is for your comfort. And which produces in you the ability to endure the same sufferings that we are suffering. So another good point of allowing suffering is that God says, if someone sees you and you're an example of holding to the faith, staying on the foundation in the storms of life, then other people are going to be encouraged to do the same as they face those problems. God allows suffering also to give us a a genuine witness to people who don't believe. When we respond to suffering or problems, not without complaints and whining, but rather trust in Jesus, unbelievers better understand that we have a Savior who loves and helps people. God wrote, uh, Paul wrote that God had comforted him in all troubles so that he could comfort those in any trouble with the same comfort he himself had received. But here's the question. What is that comfort? What is so comforting to us that it can get us through any problems of life? Well, the Apostle Paul wrote into the Romans that nothing, no matter what happens in our lives, can separate us from the love of God as long as we have Christ Jesus. It's not that our suffering has won God's favor or a place for us in heaven. We know that God sent his son to pay the full penalty for sin. Think of what he endured to win heaven for us. Think of what torments he must, the depth of the torments that he must have gone through as he hung on that cross. And God's full anger for sin was poured out on him. His rising from the dead, of course, was also proof that that payment was complete for us. So when something seems to go wrong in our lives, we'll call it what bad happens. Immediately the devil goes, you've done something wrong. God must be angry with you. And what do we say? Absolutely not. Christ has already taken the full anger of God in our place. He was condemned for us. And so Jesus promises he who believes and is baptized shall be saved from condemnation, from eternal punishment. From the day that you believed in Christ, whether it was at your baptism or whenever you came to faith, 
You have been the children of God as your heavenly Father, and you can call to him for help at any time for anything, just like the disciples did in the storm. I understand it's not that your problems, whatever distresses you, are trivial. They can be awful. Yet there is one more reason that God allows us to experience suffering in life, and that is because he knows that ahead of us is heaven, and life will be so much better. Paul wrote a little bit later to the Corinthians in this same letter, our momentary light trouble produces for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond any comparison. And it states in the book of Revelation about heaven, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain because the former things with the effects of the devil will have passed away. This is the comfort that we receive in Christ in all conditions of life. Remember his word. Read it. Listen to it. Or do as I do. Ever since I left home at age 18, went in the Air Force and various things of life, ended up being a pastor. Whenever I was down, whenever I felt like I just had totally blown it for the day, I got my hymn book out and I just started going through hymns. And before long, I just felt lifted up because the word of God is in so many of those songs and it just encourages us. And I feel that it can do the same for you. If you don't own a hymnal, like one of these wonderful things, someday that'll be back at your chairs, go to the bookstore and get one. It's one of the best investments you could ever have in your life next to your Bible. Or you can go online and hear Christian hymns too that will pick you up when God, you know, sees your need and the devil's trying to get you down. Even the disciples learned to sing hymns. They sang hymns with Jesus before he went out to the Garden of Gethsemane. And you can believe that after he rose from the dead and appeared to them, they were singing a lot more hymns, hymns of praise. Knowing God's promises and singing his praises prepared those disciples for any future storms. And it will do the same for you. Amen. Let us stand for prayer. <clears throat> Lord God, you assured us that we are never alone. You know our needs more than we know them ourselves. We pray that despite times of sadness or problems or temptations to sin, you have given us your son who sensed all of the pains that we have and so much more to give us a place in heaven. Give us the certainty in Christ that no matter what the problem, you have a plan not only for our good, but to bless many others. Please keep us all focused on the day when we believers will join you in the glory of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll sing to
Our blessing is from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. After you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen.